Welcome to the Haunted Happy Hour podcast, and thanks for joining us for our special summer mini-series, Haunted Summer Road Trips. We wanted to switch it up for the summer and incorporate some different haunted locations in different cities that you could hit up on a random trip or plan a road trip around. So, for those looking to find out what spooky tales lie trapped within some of America's cities and towns, stick around to find out. And, don't forget, as we say in this series, some of these locations may have restrictions for visitors, so visit and explore at your own risk. Today, our haunted road trip takes us up to the Badger State, Wisconsin. Our first stop is Brumder Mansion, located at 3046 West Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. A historic and beautiful bed and breakfast mansion, Brumder is a perfect spot for a weekend getaway. But are you brave enough to survive a night in this mansion? The history of this building has an interesting past that's waiting to share its spirits with its guests. It all began when a man by the name of George Brumder moved from Germany to Milwaukee, Wisconsin around 1857. He was quick to gain success through his German language newspapers, reading material, and sheet music publications. He noticed early on that many immigrants of the area wanted a taste of home. And so, through the birth of George's newspaper, the Germania, he became a very wealthy individual. Thanks to all of his success and wealth, he was able to build his son a home in 1910, which became known as the Brumder Mansion. The mansion was eye-catching and unique. The home had three stories and nearly 8,000 square feet. It had a mix between Gothic and Victorian architecture. On the basement floor, it had a ballroom with a separate entrance. When it was completely finished, the final total for this home was $25,000. Today, that's equivalent to almost $780,000. George Brumder Jr. and his family lived in the home for about a decade. Some reports state that they then sold the mansion after the death of George Jr.'s wife. The Brumders eventually sold their mansion in 1927 to two brothers, Sam and Ed Pick. Though Sam Pick lived there with his wife and son, Carrying on like any other family, they weren't your ordinary home buyers. It was said that the Pick brothers had ties to the mob, and in particular with Scarface himself. The mansion, it turned out, was a perfect location for all of the underground activity that was synonymous with Capone. They quickly found that the basement ballroom made for a perfect speakeasy. Soon, the once homely mansion became the home to gambling, drinking, 
barroom fights, prostitution, and death. Once Capone was arrested by the FBI, it was said that the Pick brothers moved out of the home. Throughout the years, the mansion would see various owners and many uses for this building. It became a boarding school, a home for wayward youth, and a meeting center. Eventually, the new owners turned it into a bed and breakfast. The new owners wanted to make good use of the basement ballroom, so today they hold live theater shows on the bottom floor for guests to be entertained while staying at the mansion. With so much attention due to the amount of activity in this mansion, owners, staff, guests, and paranormal teams have witnessed the many spirits that occupy this now bed and breakfast. People that have stayed here report incidents of having very vivid dreams, feeling a constant presence, and report malfunctioning electronics. They've also felt cold spots, tell of objects disappearing, and of hearing odd sounds. There's been sightings of what some call a playful child. Guests have reported someone jumping on the bed while staying in the Marion suite. The child spirit is thought to be the reason for some guests getting locked out of the mansion or for the doorbell refusing to ring after being pressed. In the George suite, guests have reported seeing and hearing an older man. Many believe it's George Sr. There's been reports of footsteps and humming outside in the hall near his room. Shadowy figures have also been spotted in the room and paranormal investigators have reported intense headaches, but they go away as soon as they walk out of the room. Dogs aren't allowed in the bed and breakfast anymore because of one of the spirits known to threaten dog owners through their dreams. Guests sense an uneasy feeling while in what they call the gold room. Through a psychic, the owner managed to understand that this particular spirit didn't like dogs in the mansion. After enforcing the no dogs allowed rule, the activity calmed down with this particular spirit. So beware, if you dare stay in this striking mansion, you may spot an uninvited guest of your own. We take you now to our second location that's been featured on nearly every list of Milwaukee's most haunted attractions, Pabst Mansion, located at 2000 West Wisconsin Avenue. Since the late 1800s, Milwaukee has been known as a big player in the beer world. By 1885, there were 10 major breweries within the city. Best, Blatt's, Cream City, Falk, Gentleman, Jung and Borschert, Miller, Oberman, and Schlitz. In 1869, when Philip Best of the Philip Best and Company Brewery passed away, Captain Frederick Pabst, his son-in-law, inherited the brewing company. In 1898, 
After the death of his business partner, Pabst began to buy up competing breweries and renamed the enterprise Pabst Brewing Company. As one of the city's wealthiest men, Captain Frederick Pabst and his wife Maria decided to construct a grand mansion in June of 1890. The mansion was said to have spared no expense. Upon completion in July of 1892, the captain and his wife filled their mansion with priceless treasures. Over the years, the Paps family mansion saw many extravagant parties, receptions, a wedding, and in the end, Captain and Mrs. Paps funeral. Just 12 years after the completion of their home, Captain Paps died in 1904, and Mrs. Paps followed just two years later in 1906. In 1908, the Paps family sold their beautiful home to the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Milwaukee. For more than 67 years, it was used as the Archbishop's residence and the center for the Archdiocese. Then, in 1975, the mansion narrowly avoided demolition after a fight for its historic preservation. A nonprofit known as the Captain Frederick Paps Mansion Incorporated took over ownership in 1978. It was placed on the National Register of Historic Places and is now an award-winning house museum. Previous museum director Don Auergan had stated that reports of unexplainable activity started shortly after her group had become the new owners of the home. Multiple people have claimed over the years that they've heard strange noises and felt someone's presence. A former curator reportedly heard footsteps in an old servant's stairwell at 7 p.m. nearly every night. Once many of the reported stories spread, curious reps of the Sci-Fi Network's hit series Ghost Hunters contacted Oregon to ask questions and hear more about the activity. The list of paranormal activity seems to go on and on. There's been reports that another museum curator noticed the chandelier swaying and ringing like a bell. Thinking that it was just someone moving something upstairs, the curator went to investigate, and of course, no one was there. On another occasion, a contractor working on the building had reported a man peeking in on him while he worked throughout the day. Not knowing who the man was, the contractor approached museum volunteers to complain about the intrusive man. After hearing the contractor's description, volunteers showed the contractor an old picture. He confirmed that's who he was seeing. It was Captain Paps himself. Other reports go on to describe doors opening and closing on their own and objects falling to the floor. One witness reported a cold breeze that made her legs immobile. Another described smelling the perfume of an unseen spirit. Today, 
the mansion operates as a museum, working to preserve the legacy of the Paps family and their impact on the city of Milwaukee. With a long history of compelling occurrences, the Paps mansion has caught the attention of curious visitors and paranormal enthusiasts for more than a century. While the museum offers historic tours, local paranormal companies also offer ghostly tours. If you're in the area, check one of them out. Because who knows? You could end up running into Captain Paps himself. The third location in this episode takes us to a cigar bar that sits atop what was once a cemetery. Shaker's Cigar Bar located at 422 South 2nd Street in Walker's Point. Shaker's is the only licensed cigar bar in the city of Milwaukee. It was named America's Top 5 Most Haunted Bars by the Huffington Post and chosen as one of the most haunted restaurants in the country by Thrillist. Shakers was built over one of three original cemeteries in southern Wisconsin. At that time, as cemeteries became full and Milwaukee was expanding, many of the bodies were moved around or relocated to Forest Home Cemetery. Sadly though, not all the bodies were moved. You see, they were only allowed to be moved if the families of the deceased had the money to pay for the move. And so unfortunately, many bodies got left behind and were actually left underneath the building that was constructed on top of the area in 1894. The building was originally a cooperage house for Schlitz Brewery. This was a place where Schlitz had its huge wooden barrels built that were used for brewing beer. The Prohibition era hit and soon Schlitz Brewery had to close its doors. During this time, the building turned into a coal and oil distribution center in the early 1920s. In 1922, everything would change drastically for the building. Curiously, we're starting to see a major trend in our series episodes. So far, all featuring one familiar character. In the Midwest, the most famous real estate owner so far has been the biggest kingpin from the era, Al Capone. Capone, along with his two brothers, Frank and Ralph, purchased this building and in 1924, started a soda bottle operation. Little did the local police know what was actually going on behind the scenes. Of course, the bottle company was a cover-up to facilitate the Capone family's newest speakeasy. The entrance through this local popular hotspot was through the alleyway. The speakeasy was on the main floor and brothels were located on the second and third floors. The basement was a private meeting area for the Capones where they regularly conducted business. Located in the basement was a well, which as they said, nobody could see the bottom to. And in true mobster fashion, 
This well served many purposes during their private business meetings. Naturally, all kinds of illegal activities went on throughout this building. If Walls could talk, we'd be able to hear about all the haunting tales that, inevitably, went on there. The hidden and private activities of the Capone family in this building went on until the late 1920s. Today, patrons can also take one of the many ghost tours they offer that caters to your thrill level. Also, for those brave enough to take on a challenge, Shakers even offers guests the chance to stay the night on the third floor. None of the architectural or historic decor on the walls of Shakers is original to the building. Many of the architectural pieces came from different locations. Even the tin ceiling came from a mansion that was torn down on Plankington Street in Milwaukee. Because spirits can sometimes attach themselves to objects, some have reasoned that this could be a contributing factor to the many apparitions that are believed to call Shakers home. Also, the building's location above a cemetery could also be considered a cause for some of the ghostly activity. The building is full of dark history and restless spirits. The most famous entity is that of a little girl who some have named Elizabeth. The staff at Shakers believe that the little girl is most active in the woman's bathroom on the first floor of the building, just off the bar area. As the story goes, she fell from an apple tree in the orchard that was just behind the cemetery where the building now stands. The fall resulted in the child breaking her neck and dying instantly from the injury. She's been spotted several times in the ladies' room, with many patrons claiming that they hear knocking on the bathroom door, as well as reports describing 19th century style shoes being seen under the door. A photograph of a young girl is located in the hallway outside the woman's bathroom, with the story being that the photo came with the building when it was bought by the current owner. Apparently, the photo is notorious for disappearing, only to be found elsewhere in the bar, having moved with no apparent human intervention. The basement is reportedly the location of a grisly murder. It's said that two men were killed in the basement during the Prohibition era. The basement is also reportedly home to a few entities who are believed to be Confederate soldiers. They're linked to a safe that seems to move throughout the basement on its own. Shadow people are witnessed in the basement. Employees and tour patrons have reported having their hair pulled and being pushed from behind. The second floor would have housed a very busy brothel. It's here that visitors and staff encounter a spirit named Molly, who is believed to have been one of the A-girls, a.k.a. one of the most popular prostitutes in the brothel. In order to become an A-girl, one would have to receive sponsorship from one of the wealthy brothel patrons. As it turned out, Molly's sponsor was actually the father of her boyfriend, Patrick. One fateful evening, 
Patrick came to visit Molly at the brothel. Initially, security didn't want to let him pass, but Patrick was rather convincing and was allowed to head up to the penthouse. On entering, he was shocked to see Molly with his father. Patrick's father fled from the room and Patrick flew into rage, killing Molly as a result. Knowing the Capone family would be enraged by the murder and no doubt out for blood, Patrick and the bouncer burned her body in the fireplace of the penthouse. Patrick would later suffer the fate that he had worried about. He was murdered by someone affiliated with the Capones. In the years since, encounters with both Molly and Patrick have been reported in the penthouse. Visitors claim that Molly is much more interactive with guests than Patrick. Many have heard the sound of stilettos pacing on the hardwood floor. Current owner Bob Weiss explains, different people have different experiences. We've had people that might go up at 10.30 after the last tour, and by midnight, they're here at the bar handing back their key and saying, we just can't stay here anymore, he said. It has a profound impact on many people. And I wouldn't want to suggest that it's just a little thing, just a shadow in the night. It's not that at all. These are real experiences that people actually encounter. Weiss has heard similar sentiments from guests who stay the night in the third floor penthouse, which shakers rents to those looking for a more intense experience. Apparitions, voices, sounds of footsteps, and so much more make it a creepy stay. We've had a number of contractors that have come here over the years and that all have their own stories, said Weiss. Beer delivery guys who've gone downstairs, big, beefy guys, have come upstairs and not gone back down for their hand carts, not gone down for the empties, not wanting to come back. When I opened up in 1986, almost out of the gate, we had people starting to talk about their experiences here. The staff had talked about things taking place, said Mr. Weiss. You can talk to any of the staff and they have a myriad of experiences that are as fresh as yesterday or last week. Shakers is widely known as Milwaukee's haunted bar and for good reason. A cornucopia of illegal dealings, including grave digging, murder, prostitution, drugs, and unclaimed human remains all play a part in the bar's spooky past. If you're there for a drink or there to take one of their famous ghost tours, Shakers is sure to give you a unique glimpse into Milwaukee's Roaring Twenties underbelly. Thanks for joining us for this third episode of our Haunted Road Trip mini-series. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Haunted Happy Hour Podcast, and there you'll find that we post episode teasers, photos that go along with our episodes, and bonus content that we don't always get to on the show. 
Thanks again for tuning in. Catch us next time as we head to yet another city full of spooky tales, sure to leave you with some unforgettable vacation memories, right here on Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Cheers! Cheers.